Welcome to Northwest Prime. You're here with Lori Ness, and today we are highlighting indie music, and we're kicking things off with Seattle's own indie artists, and they're just coming off of their sold-out EP release party, and they're, they're Darren and Beth, and we know them as March to May. So thanks, guys, for coming on. Hi, Lori. Thanks, thanks Lori. for having us. No problem. It threw me off a little bit with that new intro music. They switched up my intro music. I'm like, that's not my intro music, but I guess it is now. So, (laughs) so you guys have had some tremendous success with your sold out EP release party and how things going after that. Go ahead, Beth. They've been going really, really well. Um, It's just been so inspiring to see just how it started to take off and see the reception. Um, I know it's it's been incredibly energizing for us. Absolutely. Well, you you have some really great music. Then all of this, did you co-write it together? Because you you both are singer-songwriters. Yeah, we did. Um, We started writing together actually about two years ago, just uh, kind of of randomly. And um, all the music, you know, in the last two years that we've written, that we've written, um, has all been very equally shared in the lyrics and the melody and the chord progression, just everything. Take everyone back, Darren, to how you and Beth met. And in May or in March of 2013, you, you kind of decided that you wanted to become a a duo. And then everything's kind of gone from there, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's, it's kind of a fun, fun little story. Um, we uh, I was living in Seattle at the time. And this is, you know, 2012. And um, I was living in a house with a few other people and we're looking for a new housemate. And we interviewed a bunch of people and couldn't decide and couldn't decide. And finally, we wound up interviewing Beth. <laughs> and um, and we, we just really loved her. And, you know, we asked her to move into the house. And at that point, um, she knew that I played music, but um, I had no idea that she played music at all or sang or anything. Um, and it wasn't until a few weeks later when, um, you know, everyone in the house and some other friends went out to the coast and um, having a, a bonfire on the beach. This is late December of 2012. And um, I was just playing, you know, I had my guitar with me. I was playing a song around the campfire. Um, and Beth just started jumping in and harmonizing with me. And that was the really the first little spark of like, oh, wow, there's there's something really, you know, <laughs> some kind of kind of cool here going on. And then th- this is your first release together that, that's just come out now, right? And we're going to play one of my favorites. Michael, uh, your manager, didn't send this one to me, but I found it when I um, purchased the EP from Amazon, Georgia. And Beth, I'm going to have you set this up for us because you, you do a really beautiful job on this song. Is is Georgia a person or a place in in this song? Well, yeah, uh, that's actually funny because when we play the song live, we always precurse it by saying it's up to the audience to decide whether Georgia is a person, a place, or a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that Georgia has an interesting story to how we wrote it. It started out um, as this guitar progression that Darren had written when he was traveling in Southeast Asia, Southeast Asia um, several years ago. So before he met me, he had this guitar part written, he had the, the lyrics, he had the melody, he had this whole song. But um, didn't re- the, the lyrics and the melody didn't really stick, so we kind of set them aside. And we were traveling one time, and he just started playing this guitar riff, and it, something in it really caught me. And something he said something that, so- that was nonsense syllables, so but ended up sounding kind of like "Take Me Home, Georgia." And the song, like, I sat down and I wrote the lyrics of the song in about 20 minutes. So it, it happened very quickly. Um, 
but for me, it's always been sort of this capturing of like the sense of homecoming or the sense of, of yearning and going towards something that that you love, but with this sort of lightheartedness. Um, so yeah, it's it's I love that song. Me too, and I'm going to play it right now so the listeners can hear it. And this is March to May, and this is Georgia, and we'll be right back. Wonderful. Take me home, Georgia. 
All right, we're back with Darren and Beth, better known as March to May, and we're highlighting Seattle artists today, and we're so happy that they could join us. And this song, Georgia, was one of my favorites off of their sold-out uh, EP release party debut. Um, you can buy this EP on Amazon. That's where I got mine. Um, I think it's available on iTunes. You can go to their website, and it's, it's really available, right, Darren, through um, pretty much all of the distribution channels. Yep, absolutely so. Absolutely so. But when we were talking off air, um, we were talking about your music video and and how I just really had this connection to it because you filmed it on Orcas Island, which is one of the islands in the San Juans, which is a very special place, um, not only to me, but I have had so many people. My husband and I just spent a week over there on Orcas uh, last week, as a matter of fact. And um, I've a lot of people knew we were going and I was kind of tweeting and doing some pictures from there. And so many people contacted me that they had these special feeling to Orcas Island. Yeah, I mean, you have to get on a ferry and go like an hour to get to Orcas Island after you've already driven a long way to get to the ferry to get to Orcas Island. So um, to, to have that, that so many people had this connection to it. And then I saw that your video was filmed there. It's just a very special place. And the video was just really uh, beautifully shot. Thanks, Lori. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's a place that we first it was our first songwriting retreat. Um, it was our first attempt at writing music together um, back in March, you know, two years ago. And um, you know, we came up, we came out with two songs. <clears throat> excuse me, two songs. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. One of which was uh, was Embers. And so it felt very appropriate to go back to Orcas Islands um, to shoot the video in a location where, you know, where we had actually written the song, and it's become one of our favorite places to to go back to as well. It's it's a really inspiring place. You're, you're kind of away. A lot of times you don't get cell service in different places, and I, I know it's kind of shocking, but there are places left in the world where cell service is kind of hit and miss, and, and that's one of them. It's really a, a, a beautiful, special place, and, and it's it's very inspiring. Um, it's hard to find the right person to collaborate with, and, and you two have found each other. How have you kind of develop that and, and made that work and, and how, how do you guys be honest w with each other when you're collaborating? Um, I think that we've always had a really special connection kind of from the beginning um, and just an ability to kind of talk to each other and work together and sort of make things work and, and it's funny because I've, I've read a lot that like one of the most challenging uh, musical partnerships to be in is actually a duo because mm -hmm. It's like when there, whenever there are tensions, there's no third person to be to like step in and sort of diffuse things, and you're not just sort of doing it for yourself. Um, everything is very intimately shared. Um, so I think there there are challenges, but I think that the thing that has really kept us going is just this kind of love for the work that we're doing and and this intense care for each other and 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 care to make it work. And I think when you have that commitment there's no stopping you and, and you can, you can make it work. Um, and I think it's been such a wonderful process to, to sort of find that creatively as well and find somebody who, who we're sort of speaking the same language creatively. It's, it's, it's really inspiring. Mm -hmm. And, and you have brought in some really inspiring instruments that helps kind of get your message out there. I mean, you have the harp and you have these guitar, the guitar and you have these overlays that, that kind of weave in and out of the song, which makes for a real um, dreamy and thought 
provoking way of interpreting the music when, when you incorporate these instruments into your already thought-provoking lyrics. Thanks, Laura. Yeah, you know, it's something that, that we, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, if there was any intention from the, from the very beginning, because we kind of just, you know, accidentally fell into playing with each other with harp and guitar and, and vocals. But um, as we're, you know, moving towards recording our album, you know, we would definitely want a cello and we found an upright bassist that we, uh, that we really enjoyed playing with and a percussion. Um, and then now we actually have added violin to the mix as well. <laughs> so we almost have like a little, little mini, uh, you know, string ensemble in our band. And it just, just creates such a beautiful, rich sound. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, people are going to be able to hear you locally. You're going to be at the Northwest Folklight Festival coming up. You're also going to be at the Triple Door, which is a great uh, music venue here in Seattle. So people can get out and actually hear you live. And we're all about supporting live music. And is, is it best for people to stay up with you at your website, MarchToMay.com? Um, that's definitely a good home base. Um, I would actually, if someone wants to keep up with sort of what we're doing on the day-to-day, I would actually direct them to Facebook and Instagram and to more of our social presences because um, we are pretty consistently updating that and, and kind of getting people involved and sharing stories. It's And, and we love, I, mean, I think one of the best things about that kind of social presence is that it really does enable you to have a conversation. And like, we love hearing from people and, and actually talking to people um, on, on social media. So I would definitely direct them there as well. Feedback is a huge part of the process, and and if, if the fans really understood how much power that they had, you know, in in talking back and forth with the artists, I I think they wouldn't be so shy to do that because the artist really does, in my experience, want to hear back. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely true. It, I there's nothing we love more than doing that. So don't be shy. <laughs> so Facebook and Instagram, you guys are on Twitter as well. And then, of course, you, um, they can find all of these links at your website, MarchToMay.com. We're going to play Embers as we go out. And Darren, you want to set that up for us? Actually, um, I'll let Beth take Embers. Um, okay. She has a more personal personal meaning to uh, to the lyrics that we, that we wrote together for this song, our personal story. Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny because um, when we were writing Embers, I had – semi-recently had a loss in my family actually and so it's not direct embers kind of flowed from that even though it's not directly about the family member that i lost um but what really inspired embers was watching um watching the spouse of, of my family member kind of move on after her loss and kind of come out of that and really be able to sort of live a real and full and rich life again but just being able to watch her and know that that my relative, the, the one we lost, was all, always kind of a part of the way that she saw the world, was always kind of this this feeling, this accompaniment to her, even though, and that was both sad, but also comforting and inspiring and joyful. And, and there's this sense of things are never really lost. Um, you can, maybe you can't see someone anymore, but you carry them with you and in you. And Absolutely. that's a lovely thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate that. And it's really great to get to know you guys. I've heard wonderful things. Um, I really enjoyed the album when I um, downloaded it off of Amazon. And like I said, you can, people can get it on iTunes or Amazon or, or other major distribution channels. And this is what we want to do is, is support indie artists. And they're putting out a wonderful, wonderful product. And we're all the better for having the ability to experience it. So thanks for coming on. MarchToMay.com is the website and you can link to all of their social activity from there. Thanks guys. Yeah, Thanks, thank you, Lori. And this is Embers by March to May.
summer steal away
it's Indie Music Day here at Northwest Prime, and that was March to May, and that was their song, Embers. And we're going to switch gears, and we're going to bring on a Canadian independent artist right now, Billy Grimma, and he is from Calderon Hills, Ontario, Canada, but he was born in Australia, so he has a very interesting journey that brings us to him today. And we're going to get Billy on the line, and this is his song, Calendar Girl, and stay with us as we highlight more independent artists, support artists who are out there really in the trenches. Uh, go to live shows, buy their uh, EPs, buy their merchandise, and and also you're going to want to share on social media. So tweet about it, share it on Facebook, and that really helps the movement. So we're going to be right back with Billy, and this is his Calendar Girl. Be right back. Calendar Girl.
All right. It is Independent Music Day here on Northwest Prime from beautiful Seattle, Washington. So thank you for joining us today. And we're back with Billy Grima, and that was his calendar girl. Thanks, Billy, for coming on. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you. We were talking a little off air about your musical journey that 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 took you from Australia to Canada to to where you're at with with me today. So you want to take our uh, listeners through that a little bit? Sure. I, I moved immigrated to Canada when I was uh, 15 years old. Um, started singing when I was very young in a church choir. Um, always loved to sing, and I've always loved to write. So. Um, yeah, um, coming to Canada, um, started writing about uh, personal stuff, personal experiences, and uh, here I am today uh, talking to you in Seattle. Great. <laughs> Who were some of your musical influences growing up? Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you, well, Joe Cocker, mm-hmm. um, Steve Perry, um, Billy Joel, then I also got, like, my, my parents grew up, my, when I was younger, really young, my mom used to listen to a lot of country. My father used to listen to uh, artists like Buddy Holly and uh, Elvis and Fats Domino. So, you know, uh, you know, I, I kind of took from both. And uh, I, I, it's there's so much. I mean, I love Super Tramp. And then, you know, there's, uh, like, Jason Mraz is awesome, you know, um, so it, it, it's it's uh, unbelievable. Sarah McLaughlin, which is absolutely phenomenal, I think. Absolutely, so, yeah. And you're you're in Toronto now, right? Yeah, not too far. Forty minutes north northwest of Toronto. Yep. What's the Toronto music scene like? Uh, it, it's pretty happening. I, you know, um, in my younger younger days, you know, there was a lot of bars that used to we used to tour all the bars in Ontario and whatnot and play. Uh, um, still the same, not as many bars, but you know now I like to do a lot of benefit concerts and stuff. So like uh, concerts for cancer, uh, raising money for underprivileged children. Um, I, I like doing stuff like that. I like to give back um, the armed forces. So uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's pretty good. A lot of original stuff. A lot of lot of lot of talent. A lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Well, is 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 there a collaboration? Because you're you're a singer songwriter, and do, do you find that there's a lot of collaboration, or in in that music family of of the Toronto area, or or are you guys because Canada's kind of so spread out, or are you all kind of on your own? Uh, we we mix and mingle. You know, I've had my share of uh, collaborating with some uh, you know some some friends of mine and whatnot, and, and other bands. Um, um, like uh, Peter Swan, my uh, Peter Swan, the engineer and also the producer of the album. He's uh, you know he, he uh, he's got his own studio. He's an amazing uh, guitar player, uh, and uh, so I've had done stuff with him too. Um, but yeah, overall, I think I think so. Yeah, a lot of collaboration. Yeah. So many artists started out singing in church, and you, you talked about singing in the church choir when, when, when you were eight years old. What was that experience like, and how did that kind of help you become who you are today? Uh, well, the preacher still always put me in front of the mic and tell me you're singing solo. He used to call me Elvis. I didn't know who Elvis was at the age of eight. Um, um, but... Uh, that was my. I, I just. Uh, I. I just love uh, hearing voices. Um, 
I, I, up, up to this day, I still sing in the choir. I've been in the same choir now for 30 years. Um, I, I like I like doing that. I like singing in the choir. But they just let me be and just let me wail and do my thing. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of try and fill in the void with harmonies and whatnot. But it's something I've always done and I always love to do. So, Were yeah, you nervous um, as an 8-year-old? Uh, not, not for too long, no, because uh, it, it just became a, a regular thing all the time, you know, um, so, no, at first it was, but, uh, I just closed my eyes and pretend I'm in a room by myself, and, yeah, that's how it goes. Well, you were able to, if, if you had any stage fright issues, you were probably able to work them out right right there in, in, a, in, a, in a loving church environment. So I, I would imagine you don't get stage fright now. Uh, I, I have to say uh, I do. When it comes to singing in front of uh, a, a small crowd, I get nervous. When it's mm-hmm. a big crowd, no, I don't get nervous. So the bigger the crowd... Yeah, it's it's funny how it works out, you know, because I, I guess when you got a small crowd, they're constantly eyeing you, and you're thinking, oh, God, what, I hope I'm doing okay and whatnot. But the big crowd, you know, you get them going, and it's, so, yeah, it's the bigger the crowd, the less nervous I am. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Now, you talked about music being played in, in your household. Your mom and dad listened to various artists. Was what, what was music something that, that, that was going on normally? In your home growing up? Yeah, radio never stopped. Uh, yeah, never stopped. My dad was singing all the time. So was my mother. You know, and uh, she just blasted. And uh, yeah, sometimes we say, Mom, please turn it down. But it's uh, not up to this day. She still blasts the radio, which is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just played Calendar Girl. Did you want to tell us a little bit about that song? Did you write it? Yes, I did. Uh, that came about with, I was at a gathering and, uh, I was sitting there with my friend and, uh, this girl wanted to talk to him and say hello to him. And I, I thought she looked familiar. I thought she, she worked at a, at a, at a restaurant that I used to, uh, deal with. And, um, so I said, I said that you worked at so-and-so place. She goes, no, no, no. So I'm thinking, man, she looks familiar. So she walked away and then it dawned on me. I said, you know what? I said, I know where I know you from. She turned around and I said, you're my calendar girl. You're on my calendar. But, of course, she just looked at me a lot, and uh, that's how the title came about. And uh, I just uh, made up a story that uh, I thought would fit it. Well, I I watched a video on YouTube, and you have a great YouTube channel, and we were talking a little bit earlier about how important social media is. So um, you have your videos up on YouTube. You're on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, You you, you have your website, billygreenman.com, that that people can go, and it kind of – takes everybody to, to those places, but, but getting the word out through social media is, is really important, don't you think, and, and how much power the fans have to help spread the word? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, there's so much out there now. You can get it out there to, you know, from north to south and east to west. It, it's like, uh, it's crazy. It's, uh, you know, I got people from, uh, from Australia, well, you know, from Australia saying that thank you very much for uh, putting certain songs out. Um, I got people from actually Singapore that sent me stuff and told me, you know, I, I really like your stuff, you know. Um, and, and also people that have seen my videos that actually like I, the song, uh, I have a video on there called I Miss You Baby. It's about cancer. And I've had people in, get in touch with me with that because uh, they, uh, they've, they've lost somebody. 
Um, I've also had people from the armed forces get in touch with me because of the fact that I have a song called Picture of You and Me. It's about the armed forces. And actually, we're redoing a video for that for Memorial Day, actually. Well, the um, song, I, I Miss You, Baby, I watched that, too, on YouTube. And you put in your little description that it was a very personal song. It, it was a true song. So did you have some, you, you must have had some experience. And it looked like that, that you were emotional while you were filming that. Very. I, I could not, actually, I was emotional writing that song. I could not finish it at once, at one time. Um, and, I, you know, they filmed me, and I just, like, bawling. I said, no, take that out. But they said, no, we got to keep that in. I said, no, yes. But they, you know what? Um, I, I trust in uh, the people that work with me, and uh, like Gregory D'Souza, who did the video. He said, no, i got to keep that in. I said, okay, but it is a very personal song, yes. Um, uh, and if you notice at the very end of the video, we, we tied, there's a balloon tied, pink balloon tied up to the mailbox. Well, actually, that's how the story came about, actually. While we were tying up, I was tying up a balloon uh, because we had a friend in town that had uh, cancer. Um, so everybody in town was tying up pink balloons um, as a symbol. Um, and that's how that, when, it, when, that, when I signed that balloon up to the mailbox, I remember saying, I've got to write something about this because it was so emotional. And I thought the whole time got came together and did that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it was a very moving video, and again, people can find all of these on your YouTube channel, and then they can also leave you feedback, and then and they can talk to you um, on Facebook and Twitter, and, uh, and 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 comment on 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 what you're doing. I mean, you're really putting your heart and soul as as what most singer songwriters and artists do. They really open themselves up to a very vulnerable place, and it's nice to have feedback when you do that uh, from, from people who, who hear it and watch it and receive it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, uh, like I said, it, it's having it on video now, it's having YouTube on there and having Facebook. It's absolutely, I think it's, it's a phenomenal thing to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really makes the world a much smaller place. I, we were talking when we were off air about how, because of the internet, we, we have a lot of people who listen in to us from the UK, um, from Canada, from all over the United States, um, from Japan, from Australia, really from all over the world. And it makes the world a much smaller place. And, and you find out then you're thinking, oh, you know, what would I have in common with, with, with somebody in Japan? Well, we actually have a lot more in common than we ever even knew. And um, it, it really makes the world just seem like right next door <laughs> yeah absolutely yes and, and you were talking about that you've had fans reach out to you from singapore and, and australia and, and and various places around the world you know we're introducing you right here in seattle and of course you're all the way over in toronto but it seems like that you're you know right here with us that's right yeah i'd love to take a drive out there Got to figure out how well, we, to get there first, though. <laughs> well, we'd love to have you. I think you can just jump on the 90 freeway and just uh, head west. Well, you know, I might just do that, you know. Um, I'm, di I'm dying to come out that way because, uh, you know, uh, I haven't traveled the States much, but I'd love to come out, just jump in my car and come over. If you ever have any charity concerts or, or you know, where you're trying to raise money for cancer, um, please do give me a call. We will. We, we absolutely will. We're going to play now Pleasure to Have Met You, and that's another one of your hit songs, and I want you to set that up for us. 
Okay, well, um, I'll tell you a little bit about it. It's, uh, it's basically, uh, I would think that Pleasure to Have Met You is a song, when you find your soulmate or have that someone, it could be a romance, uh, romance story, it could be just a friend, um, it's nice to uh, let them know. Uh, you know, I, I that one person that would stick in my mind is constantly on my mind all day, and I think it's a pleasure to have met that person because, you know, um, it just makes my life uh, at ease, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. We're going to play out to that today. And we want to encourage people to go to your website, billygreenman.com, go to YouTube, go to Facebook and Twitter and support Billy and support March Shemay, who was on earlier, and get the word out because it really takes a movement and we and the fans really do have a lot of power and that's the way we get the word out globally and it's just one tweet, one Facebook post at a time and before you know it, we, we have something going. So I really appreciate it, Billy, for coming on. Thank you for, thank you for having me on. Thank you very, very much. This is Pleasure to Have Met You by Billy Grima. I can't help think about you and me And how we drive each other wild intentionally You whisper in my ear, pleasure to have met you dear Babe, I must confess, can't get enough of you Sit by the fire, overlooking the lake In a little cap, a little hideaway You turn the radio on as we dance to a song called And you said pleasure to have met you, baby Oh, how we drive each other crazy We ain't gonna fight this feeling It sure feels good Did you fancy walk with your high heels on? Tell me what you're thinking for the night is Yeah.